0: Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your
1: host, Jeff Kroff. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. It is Thursday. That's the day before Friday, in case you didn't remember that. Freedom Friday is what happens tomorrow. But today, I choose the topics to talk about tomorrow. I give you all kinds of Latitude, shall we say. You know, to talk about whatever you want to talk about politically. But that's not today. That's tomorrow on Freedom Friday. You don't want to miss it. Now, let me ask you a couple of interesting questions here. That I you know, I think you ought to maybe consider. Remember the issue of tolling. How big do you think it will be in the upcoming Oregon elections, Hmm? especially the legislative ones? Now, Now, why would I focus on this? Well, there's a story today about local leaders. This is a coin six story. Washington and Multnomah County anticipate business and population growth in the next few decades. How do they want to deal with that? Well, at least one of the ways is they want to consider tolling not for I-5 and 205 like we've been told, but now they want to expand it to highway 26 and highway 217. So let me ask you, do you think this is the Achilles Achilles heels of the Democrats? Also, in an ironic twist, according to this story, in the Gateway Pundit, a New York Times columnist suggests that Donald Trump is now seen as the return to normalcy candidate. What? Donald Trump? Return to normalcy? Mr. Chaos? What do you think? You think Donald Trump is the return to normalcy candidate? Do you think that that is not a spoken thing, but an unspoken thought that's out there in the minds of people who are expressing deep regret of voting for the Democrats, especially Joe Biden? And a final third topic for today. There are others, but let me ask you this because this relates to Oregon. In a Breitbart story, a Chicago, the Chicago mayor was a black Marxist on the increase in violent crime. He's speaking about the increase in violent crime in Chicago, by the way, which has, you know, some of the strictest gun laws in the nation, right? And they have exploding gun crimes. Now, why would that be? I thought passing more laws reduces gun crime. Well, apparently it doesn't. Passing more gun laws apparently doesn't reduce gun crime. Because only the bad guys have the guns and they use them on each other. Gang violence. Well, you know this Chicago mayor's idea about how we're going to stop it? Reparations. Reparations money, according to the mayor, will help reduce violent crime. He said that yesterday on CNN's This Morning. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson responded, to, responded rather, to a question on the uptick in the most violent crime categories in the city in 2023. By stating that homicides and shootings have fallen and money for, quote, restoration and reparations, unquote, will help address the cycle of violence in the city. Really? The murder rate is down from 2022. That's true. But all other forms of violent crime are up from a year ago. Up 17% overall. So, Co-host, Poppy Harlow, asks the mayor, are Chicagoans going to be safer in 2024? And then he tries to take credit for a number of things he had nothing to do with. But he basically says that they spent a lot of money, 80 million bucks on a youth employment program. Hired 25,000 young people. 20% increase. We're going to hire an an additional 4,000 young people this coming summer. But he said, I've added a half a million dollars for restoration and reparations to address, again, the cycle of violence, which looks like school closing, the closing of mental health facilities, which I'm invested in now. We're going to open up two mental health clinics that are closed from two previous administrations ago. And so in order for us to build a better, stronger, safer Chicago, it requires investments. That's what this budget has done. Now, you know, investments by Democrats is always code word for pulling money out of your wallet. More money out of your wallet. How well did that work in the city of Salem? Hmm? For the leftists on the city council and the mayor said, you don't pay enough. You got to pay us more because if you don't, we're going to have to cut all these city services, which we haven't <clears throat> we haven't filled full anyway. And even though every year we've been saying we're running a budget deficit, we have a surplus, we're predicting in a couple of years we're going to have a budget deficit. So you got to pay us more money now. The people rejected that, didn't they? By a massive Amount, 83%, maybe the highest ever recorded for a local election, the highest rejection of a tax increase ever recorded in the state of Oregon. Now, besides that being an opportunity for you to talk about these things, because obviously people have their antennas up, let me ask you the question. Will reparations, which have been proposed here in Oregon by black repris- or Black senator Lou Frederick, Frederick out of Portland, proposed it, I think, for a couple of sessions in a row at least, will, I want to ask you this question. You tell me, do you think reparations to the black community will help reduce violent crime? You tell me. Tell me if you think it's ironic. Tell me if you think that Donald Trump is the candidate for the return to normalcy. Culturally, economically, right across the board. Is there, and this is why. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you folks, this is why. I asked you that question. I'll reveal it to you now about your conversations for Christmas. In all kinds of events that you went to or just with family or whatever. What were your conversations about? I believe people in Oregon right now, I get this constantly. I got it yesterday in conversations with people. There's people I was doing business with. Some of which I just met, but I don't know. I don't know their political proclivities. Last night had dinner with my buddy Pete, former Oregon State University offensive lineman, football player, yup. Then we went to um, the local place where we were watching the University of Spoiled Children, that's USC, as she calls it, uh, play actually a pretty good football game. Because Caleb Williams, their Heisman crybaby quarterback, wasn't playing. He's was standing on sidelines with his jersey but wasn't playing. Now, how insulting to the rest of your team is that? Why? Because he's expecting he's going to go into the NFL and he doesn't want to get hurt. He wants to reap all those millions of dollars. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I'm a little critical of that. If you, And by the way, same thing with the Oregon State Beavers that are playing tomorrow night. They have eight of their starters are not playing the game, including Ungleli, the starting quarterback. I don't like that, folks. Anyway, I, I, I went down a rabbit hole. I'm sorry about that. But we, anyway, we're in this restaurant, and we're watching football. And we're talking with one of the wait staff, who's a, a gal we know because we go in there to watch football a lot. She's married and has a family, and she is just she's very apolitical, but she knows. Last night, she was taking time, they weren't that busy, she was taking time to express to us her worry about where the culture is, where life is. Now, this is a gal who has tattoos, okay? She is not religious, necessarily. They've gone to church a few times. She's got a a family of four kids. She's worried about the future for her kids. And they range from teenagers down to like a four or five-year-old. She's worried about. It. She doesn't like where things are in the culture in the country economically and culturally. She's worried. In her mind she's never seen this before. Things are not normal. That's why I ask you that question. And because they're not normal this is our opportunity. To talk about them in persuasive manner with persuadable people. Because people like this person last night in this restaurant and in Salem are waking up. They don't like what's happening. And they are open in their hearts, yes, in their minds to persuasive arguments for what? For liberty, for freedom, your right, your God-given right, and that's what it is, folks, to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Inalienable rights can't be taken from you by government. Why? Because they're given to you by God. Your right to self-defense, your right to speak your mind freely. That's normalcy. People are longing for it. They're open to it. What do you think? What do you think about these three stories? Is tolling, now that it's coming out that the tolling provocateurs in Oregon want to toll more than just I-5 and 205? No, now they want to start tolling Highway 26 and 217. How soon until they want to start tolling in Marion County? Hmm? In Eugene, hmm? You tell me, is this an idea that is the Achilles heels of the Democrats who passed it? Is Donald Trump the candidate of the return to normalcy? And will reparations to black people, will it reduce violent crime? I want to hear from you on all these subjects. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk 9 at 620. Back in a moment.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee
1: with Jeff Krupp.
0: 22
1: minutes past the top of the hour. By the way, the Endangered Species Act turns 50 years old. Guess who signed it into law? Richard Nixon. I wonder if Richard Nixon would sign it again. This OPB article, by the way, admits that it is highly controversial, and that the goal of it was to save every endangered plant and animal in America. And it enjoyed nearly unanimous bipartisan support. (sighs) And then the author, Travis Lawler, who's Associated Press, by the way, this is out of Nashville, The act was so sweeping that, in retrospect, it was bound to become controversial, he writes, especially since it allowed species to be listed as endangered without consideration of economic consequences. In that way, it pitted two American values against each other. The idea that Americans should preserve their incredible natural resources. The United States invented the national park, after all, and the notion that capitalism was king and private property inviolate. In other words, can't be violated. left to navigate this minefield, he writes, was a group of young biologists in Washington. First office. And it started, and then it goes through the whole, the snail darter, save Ken Dodd, and rattlesnakes, and gray wolves, and climate change, California condor. They don't talk a whole lot about the um, fraud, of the spotted owl. In fact, they don't really reference it at all. Because now we know of course. As the federal government is spending millions of dollars. To hire hunters to go out and shoot the barred owl. Which was killing the spotted owl all along. It wasn't logging. The Endangered Species Act folks. Has got to be amended. We had every opportunity to do it. Under a couple of Republican presidents. A couple of Republican Under W. Bush with a Republican Congress and under Trump with a Republican Congress. Did we? No, we didn't. And it's biting us into the little tussie. Look at what's happening with taking down dams, putting up windmills and solar projects in places they have no business being, like in the Willamette Valley. You know, 1,500-acre solar projects all meant to make up for the electricity they know they're gonna lose that is gonna make your life miserable with blackouts and double or triple your electrical rates kind of like they are in California, you know. By shutting down the power of the dams. Why? Cuz they're gonna re- they're gonna take down the dams, folks. I'm telling you. And it ain't just Willamette Basin dams, and it ain't just Snake River dams, they want to take them all down. they have admitted that. The story we talked about a day or two ago. Columbia River dams, they want to take down the Columbia River dams. So the Endangered Species Act, turning 50 years of age, signed into president by a Republican president, declaring almost unanimous support for it, turns 50 years of age, and it is going to destroy our convenient way of life, the great American way of life. Yes. It will hurt the middle class, the Endangered Species Act. Would Nixon or anybody else vote for it again today that thought it was all warm and fuzzy, had no idea it was going to be used in the courts the way it has? And the reason? We have dirty, filthy water plugging up the filtration systems of Sweet Home and Detroit Lake being so low. The reason that's happening is because of court decisions on the Endangered Species Act. Because, no, there are no economic consequences. It's all or nothing. Fish are more important than people. Endangered sea lions that are killing the salmon That record numbers are more important than the salmon are. We wouldn't dare shoot them. Oh, we relocate them. We spend millions of dollars relocating salmon or our sea lions, and they're right back eating the salmon a few days later. It's idiocy. I'm sorry. It is idiotic thinking that accepts that as okay. The return to normalcy. What will Donald Trump do about any of this? See the candidate of normalcy? Hmm. I wonder. But something you shouldn't wonder about is hiring a great contractor like Eric Azer at Righteous Renovations. And he is a great one. Because if you scroll, if you go to his website, righteousrenovations.com, scroll down like I am right now, and look at these incredible bathroom remodels that they did. He's done them, folks. And then read the customer testimonials of very happy, happy customers. You know, they they work not just in Salem, not just in Kaiser, but clear down in Albany, clear down here. As far north as Jervis. Monmouth, Almsville, Turner. Sublimity, my adopted hometown. If you want a contractor that you can trust to come into your home and not make your life miserable in doing a renovation of some type or an, or an addition, call Eric Gazer, RighteousRenovations.com. Just give Eric a call, 503-341-3816. 341-3816. So what do you think about today's topics? Hmm? Is Trump the return to normalcy? Will reparations stop black violence? And is polling? You killed The Democrats
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Stop the
1: car. And we are back, my friends. Great to be with you. It's Day, and if you're just joining us. Here's what we're talking about today. I'm asking these questions. Three issues. Chicago mayor says that reparations, which have been proposed in Oregon, which he's actually paying some now already. He wants more. Reparations will help reduce violent crime. Do you think it will? Paying people money for just being a particular skin color? Is that going to help reduce violent crime? Been proposed in Oregon. Is Donald Trump, here's the second one, is Donald Trump the return to normalcy candidate? As I laid out in the the story that I told you in the first half hour of this show, and this is why I was asking you, what were people talking about over Christmas? Because I'm telling you, everybody knows something's really wrong with America. The polls show it, but anecdotally, if Donald Trump presents himself as the return to normalcy candidate subliminally in your mind and in other people's minds, does that make them want to vote for him? Getting past his mean tweets, the bad orange man. And then finally, the story is broken, coin six story, that they want to toll additional highways in the Portland metro area, not just I-5 and 205. No, no, no. Now they want to toll Highway 26 and Highway 217. We know how dramatically unpopular tolling is. We know that because we've polled it for years. It's so bad that even Tina Kotek has put it on hold. It's so bad that Democrat lawmakers from Portland who are hearing from their constituents, and a lot of them Democrats, are not happy about it, don't want it. So bad that those Democrat lawmakers introduced legislation to put it on on hold for a while, not to totally repeal it, but to put it on hold. Is this the Achilles heel of the Democrats? Now that supposes that Republicans are smart enough to hammer away on it. We'll see if they are or not. In times past, very few of them have. Or if they have, they've not done it effectively. You know, it's one thing to oppose something, folks. I can just tell you this as a political consultant. It's one thing to oppose things. It's quite another to oppose those things in a really effective way. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty critical about that. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220 emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Anne Marie writes this, return to normalcy is a phrase I'm going to begin using as I speak to others. Everyone understands it. It does not mean vote for Biden. Everyone understands that. I think that's pretty profound. Because she's addressing just what people are thinking in the, in their subconscious. Couldn't agree more. 503-589-1220 is that power Buick GMC talkline. Doug writes this, emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news. Tolling local leaders, Washington and Multnomah counties, Highway 26 and 2017, 217, Checkpoints. What happens, Doug writes, to a civilization that is forced into small, confined areas? Those 15-minute cities? Genocide. This is the plan. To track and trace you and your car with your digital ID. When someone tells you they are free, make them admit the plan involves taking their money and making it illegal for them to opt out. The lefties in Portland want you to be tracked and traced and forced to pay to drive to the coast. We'll tell you that it's for the greater good. Never let people take away your freedom for the greater good. Freedom is the greater good. Now that's another profound statement today, don't you think? Freedom is the greater good. Remember when I talked with you about how this um, how this uh, eminent domain was going to be used to force us to accept violations of Oregon law for placing these solar farms in the Willamette Valley these massive solar farms like the ones proposed you know close to where I live Okay, eminent domain because it's for the greater good. Doug brings up a powerful point. Freedom is the greater good. Now, how does this affect freedom? Well, eminent domain is the loss of freedom. Those inviolate, as the OPB author stated in the happy anniversary, 50-year anniversary of the Endangered Species Act, which is anti-freedom. His eminent domain will be used to enforce, you wait, to enforce the Endangered Species Act. Speaking of that, Rick, Rich and uh, Freddie, hang on, I'm going to get you in just a second here, I promise you. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Here's but Rich writes. So, do you think we can get the U.S. citizen, the taxpayer, listed as an endangered species? (laughs) Well, that's good. Imagine the U.S. government protecting us from the U.S. government. Hmm. Laugh out loud, laugh out loud. Imagine that. The U.S. government protecting us from the government. You know, that's kind of why we have a constitution. Let's go to Freddie. Freddie, good morning. What's on your mind today on the topics I'm talking about?
2: I don't understand them wanting to do all the polling. I lived in Ohio for a while, and they have uh, tolling roads everywhere. And if you go through one toll station and then you try to get off the freeway and you drove a little too fast, you often get a speeding ticket because they time you from one, one destination, one point to another point. So I thought the state was flush with cash right now. So why do they need more money?
1: Well, because ODOT doesn't have enough money. You know, because they they can't even put enough snow plows on the road.
2: (laughs) Well, we don't have any snow right now anyway.
1: (laughs) Well, so... So a state employee – Freddie, you're going to get a kick out of this. Listen to this. A state employee, which shall never be named, sends me this Willamette Week story about an ODOT report. This is ODOT now, Freddie. Proposes moving the cormorants back to the island from which they were evicted. They were relocated. Why? Because they ate too many salmon. (laughs) And now they want to move them back to that island – eating more endangered fish because they were accused of damaging an iconic coastal bridge. Oh, boy. You know... This is why. It's They're, they're is, gonna... Man Freddy, is not
2: happy unless they control somebody else.
1: Yes. Yes. And what philosophy is that?
2: Uh, communism, I guess.
1: Yep. That's right. Exactly right. So do you think that tolling, which is, I mean, you you brought that up in the beginning here. It's about controlling people. Do you think as they admit that they really want to expand this, do you think that's a compelling campaign issue?
2: Well, they know that most of the people don't pay attention to any of this stuff. That's probably one of the reasons why they're trying to get away with what they get away with. And we're not holding them accountable. Now, we did that with the city tax. You think the community would learn from that and say, look, we're going to stop anything these these, uh, blood nuts uh, try to put forward on uh, all of us citizens.
1: I like it that you call these people lug nuts. <laughs> well, they are. <coughs> That's not. You know, nuts lug nuts don't ball. think, do they? <laughs> well,
2: well <laughs> I mean, look, they're not. I watch you as a farmer. I grew up on a farm too. There's a lot of work that goes into farming stuff to make things happen. Same with engineering. I've been an engineer for years. It takes a lot of work to make something work. And you have to figure it out. You have to have some brains. But these folks here, they don't understand what makes the world go round. And I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for electricity, this country wouldn't be where it is today.
1: Yes, and cheap damn Hydropower electricity that operates three hundred and sixty five days a year twenty four seven. And they wanna stop it because fish are more than idiots. Much. They are acting like that, yes. Thanks, Freddy. It's six forty eight, back in a moment.
0: Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with
1: Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. I want to thank Freedom Heating and Air for being one of our stalwart, and they are sponsors of not only this radio station, but this this particular radio show. I'm grateful for them, and you should be grateful to them also because of the great work they do to make your life better, to make you more comfortable in your home or your business. That's why you should give them a call, especially if you're just a little bit worried about how your heating and cooling system has been acting lately. Call them. Let them come out. Test it. Take a look at it maybe replace filters if you haven't done that for a while, those kinds of things, give them a call. 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Check them out on the web at freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. A couple of emails. Um, we don't want them, Jim writes. He's talking about all them EVs. It's a Breitbart report from yesterday. Despite billions of government investments, electrical vehicles are piling up on the dealer lots. That's true. He says, if I were to ditch my old Corolla for something new, it would be, you know, a Tacoma or a Forester, something I can count on to take me anywhere in the worst weather, like my sister's plate since three and a half hours away in central Oregon. Now that brings me back to a piece by a state employee who shall never be named range uh, anxiety this is a new phenomenon range and kathy hang on i'll get you in a second range anxiety new testing finds that electric vehicles fall short of epa range estimates people now are experiencing range anxiety don't know if i'm gonna have enough power to get like jim a three and a half hour drive across the mountains What happens if you're in a a three-and-a-half-hour drive in cold weather across the mountains in your electric vehicle and there's a wreck? You got to keep the car running, you know, to keep that heater going. What happens if you run out of electricity while you're stuck in traffic? Oopsies. It's called range anxiety. Thank you pointing that out. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, good morning. What's on your mind?
3: Good morning. So do you remember about the seals at the Willamette Falls? Yes. And they tried everything. They took them down to the, um, they put them in a truck, took them down to the southern coast of Oregon and they were back within a couple of days. So what did they yes. end up doing? Just exactly what we told them to do in the first place, euthanize those few seals that were bringing their friends to the banquet. But they spent an awful lot of money toting those sails down to southern Oregon. Oregon.
1: So it didn't work. Nope. What would work? Bullets did. Yes. You kill them. And you shoot them in front of their buddies, their friends they brought to the banquet, as you so correctly note. And, you know, don't they get the message?
3: No, they don't. And I don't understand it.
1: Well, I think they would. If you kept killing them... They would know that there's some kind of dangerous thing happened here. I mean, it's it's natural, Kathy. I can tell you as a former duck hunter, when you hunt a duck pond a lot, the ducks quit coming because they know <laughs> they're going to die. Yeah. The same would be true here. And now ODOT, which is going to spend 18 million bucks, which is about the 19 million dollars they say they need in new money to keep the snow plows going. Yeah, they're going to spend that on the cormorants to bring them back f- to the island so they can eat more salmon. The cormorants that they evicted, apparently they stayed away. It's stunning. I know. Uh, if you're as frustrated as I am, I guess. Yeah,
3: it. I am. You know I am. Um, didn't Andrea Salinas say that tolls were off the table when she was trying to get elected or when she was campaigning?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, it was one of the themes that Mike Erickson used effectively against her that I think he should have really hammered on a lot more. And well, unfortunately he didn't. And you know, it cost him because that was a very close election. It cost him the election. I think it is, I believe the Achilles heel why else, Kathy, would you have so many Democrats running from it and have the governor suspend it? I'll tell you why, because they intend to do it. They just got to yeah. figure out how to message around it so it doesn't hurt yeah. them in the next election. You wait. Exactly. That's what they're doing. Kathy, thanks. Appreciate okay. you uh, listening and thanks for joining us today. Folks, you got a couple of minutes. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buke. GMC talk line 503 509 Five, 1220 Jeez. Uh, 589-1220. Doug writes a proscript. He said, Trump, the normalcy candidate? More proof Trump is just another plant. If you need a hero, one will be provided. It's a quote from Albert, Albert Pike. Is that true? I wonder. Wonder what people think about that. Um, by the way, I, I can't uh, stop today's. We, you and I that oppose, especially yours truly, that opposes um, the Ministry of Truth, yeah, we have made it in the big time. Gateway Pundit has a story about us suing to halt the misinformation contracts against election related speech Let's go to rich rich good morning
4: on these boondoggles to take down the dams and stuff is there a way that we could make it to where those who signed off on it are penalized like lose their job have to help pay to resurrect the dam they just destroyed
1: well all right so who are you referring to exactly
4: well that's what i mean how would you know the bureaucrats come up and say, we're going to do, say, raise a uh, sales tax and in, in, or, or something, or they tear apart a dam, and now they find out how terrible their, their thing was, and they made a mistake. How can we get those people out, that made that decision, out of office permanent? Is,
1: well, is two there, things have to happen. Is there a law
4: that we so, could well. pass that would say, if you screw up this bad, you're permanently outy
1: well that that is the right direction uh, to do that would take uh, you know like a measure 113 kind of law I mean you, you would have to be held liable years down the road economically personally I mean you can kind of be now you can be sued for anything down the road you can be sued for your official acts the state has to you know, defend you. It would take a constitutional amendment, I think, in Oregon to allow what you just subscribed, what, what you suggested, and I think it's the right suggestion to be held accountable because maybe then they wouldn't make these kind of stupid decisions that have long-reaching impact, like voting for the Endangered Species Act 50 years ago and signing it, Richard Nixon, Republican. Didn't he also do the EPA? Hey, thanks, Rick. Hey, tomorrow, folks. Freedom Friday.